Hey guys, it's Macy, your host, and welcome to In Small Doses, the podcast. Hey guys, happy August 1st. August is my absolute favorite month because guess what? My birthday's in August and I'm a Virgo. So yeah, I just love August. I think I'm like right at the beginning of being a Virgo. Like I think like the cutoff, let me look it up actually because I think the cutoff is like right at my birthday for Virgo months. I'm pretty positive. Okay, yeah. August 23rd to September 22nd. So, yeah. That's cool. I guess my my brother's a Virgo, too. That's weird. Yeah, that is really weird. Hmm. I thought he was a Libra. Anyway. Sorry about that. But, yeah. So, I'm turning 16 and I'm very deep into my teens now, so I know a lot about teenagers because I am one. I know a lot about social media because I'm a teenage girl and I have every social media platform there is. And I know that there's a lot of like stereotypes and kind of some misunderstanding about teenagers, especially when it comes to social media, when it comes to um, activity level. And all kinds of things like that. So today's episode, I kind of just wanted to just kind of like talk about a few things that I think people don't understand about being a teenager while also having social media and like some kind of misunderstandings. One, One misunderstanding I think is that people think social media is the main source of like teenage depression basically and I have some thoughts on that personally I don't think that's true I don't think that that's very accurate um I'm someone who has struggled with social media use and feeling bad about myself but I can say from experience dealing with that that it wasn't the social media's fault (laughs) basically how I view social media is whatever you feel about yourself, you have to prepare for it to be amplified 10 times when you go on social media. So if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, going on social media and viewing other people's stuff, I don't think is a very healthy decision. And I've been in that situation where, you know, I'm not feeling very good about myself and then I scroll on social media because again, it's a habit, it's a habit. So obviously that just happens sometimes. I was scrolling. I was scrolling on social media, and it just makes me. It just made me feel a lot worse. It made me feel, you know, just negative. And a lot of the times, you don't even realize that's what's happening. You know, you don't even realize it because you're just so trapped in you know whatever you're scrolling through. So, I have gone through that. I've also blamed social media and thought that was the, you know, the main reason why I was feeling this way so I got off of it and when I got off of it I noticed that I felt a little bit better but then I'd go on it again and feel just as bad so what does this mean it means that social media isn't necessarily the source 
of what's making you feel bad. It's just an amplifier of whatever you, you are feeling. So to blame social media for all of it enti- entirely, your whole self-esteem issue, I don't think is the right approach. I don't think it's um, it's healthy to blame for anyone that's blaming. I don't think it's healthy to blame the apps for it, especially when the internet and technology is only going to get bigger. I think everyone has to kind of look at themselves and, and not the the technology because if you are trying to get off technology and that's the only thing that's making you feel okay about yourself is being off of technology yes being off of social media for amounts of time and not being all on the time is very healthy but technology is kind of our future you know so you have to kind of do some work with yourself I think because what I've noticed in my own life is that once I kind of took um I took a step back from social media just to kind of like have a just with myself kind of relationship and I just tried to actually help myself with some ways that I view myself and things like that I noticed that when I went on social media again I felt better I wasn't comparing myself and stuff like that it's not enough to just get off social media what I'm saying is you have to work with yourself a lot (laughs) is what I'm trying to get to 45 percent of teens are online constantly and that's from a mayo clinic article i think you can have a very healthy relationship with social media if you allow yourself the time away from it to heal yourself get a better relationship with yourself and then get back on it i think is really the healthy approach because just because something makes you feel bad about yourself doesn't mean you should try to you know ignore it or try to pretend it's not there when really the only thing you're doing is just avoiding what your bigger problem is and that is how you see yourself (laughs) is how I I think of it because I've experienced it a Mayo Clinic article said that a study done in 2013 found that adolescents who use social media just to view people's accounts and just to browse other people's stuff were found to have a decrease in how they felt about themselves and like their life in general <laughs> against people who interact and post their own content don't experience uh, you know those negative effects and i think that really just speaks to the whole how you view yourself kind of thing and how you're using your social media if you're using your social media to fuel that comparison addiction you have in your head because again social media is an addiction especially depending on how you're using it if you're addicted to seeing what other people have and what you're missing out on if you're using it as a filler for your fear of missing out you are going to feel those negative effects and feel worse about yourself because your need to compare is still there without the social media it's just amplified from the social media so if you're using it in a healthy way to actually have relationships with people and actually post your own content and things like that you aren't in that self-conscious space I think you aren't in that 
trying to compare to everyone else mindset and I think that's the healthy way to use social media all the time because again it's just how you view yourself it's just how you feel about yourself without the social media taking away all the technology how do you feel about yourself and that's going to determine what your social media is going to look like what how you you know how you interact with social media how you use it all of those things and like I said, I went through a phase where I was just blaming the social media. Like, I was like, I'm going to get off of it. I'm not going to be on it anymore. I just don't think it's healthy for me. And I realized that every time I even thought about social media, I was it was like a, kind of like a trigger. I was just really distraught about it. I was like, I just don't like it. I just, it makes me feel bad about myself, all this stuff. And I still realized that I still had that comparison, like, click in my head just without the place people go to for endless comparisons. Comparison is an urge, especially for every teenager, some more than others, to just compare to anything because teens aren't, you know, developed in their own identity yet. So, so I was just basically having this still urge in my head to compare, but without the social media which was the place people go to to do it so it was still unhealthy mindset it just had no outlet for it is what I'm trying to say without the outlet sure you can think you're feeling better for a while but it's still gonna be there that's why you have to work on how you feel about yourself and alone and you have to develop your relationship with yourself and realize you don't need to compare to other things because you being you is good. You know, you can admire people, but you don't have to want to be them and things like that. And comparison has been something that teens have done forever. It's just worse now because of the technology, yes. But now more than ever, teens need to work on how they feel about themselves beyond how other people are viewing them on social media and things like that. Something else I want to talk about about this. Sorry, that was a really <laughs> that was a really heavy uh, topic, but on a little bit, kind of a slighter bit of a lighter note, something that teens also kind of struggle with is laziness. And again, this is attributed to social media, I think, by adults, by even some teenagers think that, yeah, it's probably just, you know, phone use that makes me less energized or whatever but the truth about laziness is it's all about what's going on with us internally (laughs) laziness isn't at least to some aspect it isn't all okay social media can have an effect on it as it can have technology can have an effect on anything if you use it to a certain extent but as far as the whole wanting to lay in bed all day and all of that is concerned, I it's just not all phone use based. Laziness is just something that teens feel all the time. And according to a John Hopkins study, teens were proved to be roughly as active as senior citizens. <laughs> so there's a fun fact for you. So according to Mayo Clinic, puberty changes a teen's internal clock, basically delaying the times teens feel they need to go to bed delaying the times they wake up things like that so it's just kind of a fact that teens 
internally feel like they just aren't tired at the certain times that adults go to bed. And this is attributed to phone use. Parents think and adults think that us staying up on our phones late at night is the cause for why we aren't sleeping. I truthfully think that teens are going to stay up late in the night with or without the phones. Because it's simply just not feeling tired yet. To me, I think phones only fill the gap between us not feeling tired and feeling tired and going to bed. Sure, it can make it a little extended, but I don't think it's the main cause. Of course not, because, I mean, I've been up late reading before, and that's what keeps me awake. I've been up late just, like, lying there because I can't fall asleep. I do... I do think, like I've said in my healthy routines episode, I don't think, you know, you should normally go to bed at like 2 a.m. or something. Like, I think you should try to go to bed early and things like that. But as far as blaming it all on for people who don't go to bed at at early times and like self-discipline themselves to do that, totally understandable because your body just isn't feeling tired. So it's just, you know, I just don't think it should be attributed to phone use 100%. So there's that. Another thing I want to talk about is how depression is kind of becoming a a really big topic of conversation. Depression is something that, especially right now, is kind of a very teen-associated thing. When people think of depression, I think right now, at least for me, I think of, you know, the teens that I have seen in my school all these things that I've had conversations with that are depressed I think of you know teenagers okay something else that I kind of have like found really 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 interesting is how seasons affect emotions this is kind of kind of like off uh off topic a tiny bit but (laughs) it's all about I mean it's still mental health related and it's still depression-ish related so you know I think I just love this topic is seasons affecting emotions. Love it because it's so interesting. Like I think everyone at some point feels a little bit of um, seasonal depression at some point because especially when all the the holidays start to end and you're just stuck in the dead of winter for, you know, for like a month and there's nothing special going on. I think everyone can feel a little bit of something going on. But so there's this um, disorder called SAD, and it's a type of mood disorder associated with seasonal changes commonly seen as depression arising during winter months. It can also happen during summer, just depends, but mostly typically it's in winter. And 10 million Americans deal with seasonal affective disorder, according to Boston University. So yeah, that's just something interesting. Basically, you have all the symptoms of depression. You have fatigue, increased appetite, sleeping a lot, hard time waking up, you know, gaining weight, all that stuff. But it only really occurs in specific months. You can have this on top of having depression. You can have this um, while not having severe depression. It's kind of like a subtype of depression, basically. And it's treated with light therapy, which is interesting because that kind of goes to show that it's based on the fact that you don't have enough sunlight in your body. You don't have a lot of sunlight going on, which is something I preach a lot is get outside. Going outside can be so healthy for you, but 
when it's the dead of winter, what are you going to go do? The, there's no sun out. There's no sun. So, yeah. Light therapy. You can treat it just like depression with antidepressants. And honestly, if you feel like you have this and you feel like you have all the symptoms of depression and you've just been attributing it to just plain old depression, but it only really occurs during winter months, I think you sh- you can go to a healthcare provider and they can get you a diagnosis because it would be nice to just kind of know <laughs> what you have. So I think, yeah. And it can be so easy for people to just attribute it to just plain old depression. Um, I've kind of thought before that like, oh, I was just like depressed one time because, but like I had nothing going on bad in my life. I was just like, oh, I just feel like so inactive and stuff. And then I realized like, I just am like trapped in my room because I don't have anything to do outside because it's snowing. So obviously I'm not going to feel very energized and energetic and happy. So yeah, I think that's really interesting kind of thing it just really goes to show how much we need sunlight i think that that's so interesting yeah and basically my whole point of bringing up sad is it's just like you can have so many other problems that are the cause of so many other things besides it being just you know an emotional kind of thing and having to do with technology and stuff like that you can have a depression and have nothing to do with anything phone related it could literally just be because you're not having enough sunlight and that's a completely normal human thing so i'm just saying teens i don't think should be really you know hyper criticized because of their you know emotional effects of different things and social media doesn't it doesn't it isn't to blame for everything in our lives is basically what I'm trying to say. And it can be tricky to navigate, especially when it social media and stuff is all around us. Again, it's all about what is going on inside of you, I think. And yeah, so I hope you guys like this podcast enough to go follow my Instagram, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. And yeah, thank you guys so much for all your support and I hope you guys have a good one.